So, what we're going to try and do is something a little bit different than we're used to, I think. Um, I want to present a style of um, learning which I think is not utilized so much um, in this yeshiva. That's not a knock on this yeshiva. That's just uh, an observation. Um, We'll, we'll call this Halacha Shalolamaisa. Meaning, if you looked at the Marmakamis that I gave you, um, I think they were mostly Rambams and Shulchanaruchs and things like that. Uh, and I think some of us have a tendency to view um, Halacha as just straight, right? You do this, you don't do this. Oh, my focus is it like this, is it like that. But that's really kind of it. Lomdis, oh, that's for when we learn Gemara. Uh, and that's not really the case. Um, what, what I want to do is t- try and present a piece, or parts of a piece, from Rav Asher Weiss. Rav Asher Weiss has this fantastic sefer called, I don't know what it's called, it's, mine's already quite old, he's already printed like three new versions of this since I got it, I don't know, more than ten years ago. Um, but to look at one topic in halacha, the nanuim, the, what we call, I don't know, the shaking of the lulav, um, and look at it from a perspective of lambdas. Um, so let's just dive right in. So we know, maybe we'll start in source number one, the Torah says, on the 15th day of the 7th month, 7th month being Tishrei, the first and the 8th day are Yom Tif, you should take on the first day, Priates Hadar Kapus Tamarim, um, those would be our Dalad Mim. We're not going to go through how we derive those. We're just going to take that as a, as a given. And you should have Simcha in front of Hashem. Now that's going to be important. What's that Simcha doing there? Let's just, but we're noting. So note two things from this Pasuk. First is <coughs> that the mitzvah of Dalad Minim is described as Ulakachtem, the taking. And note number two that we're talking about Simcha. Usmachtem Lutneshem Alkechem. Okay, let's try and just run through source number two, some of the, the where the Shulchan Aruch mostly discusses the Nanuim, the movements of the Lulav, and then we'll try and um, understand this on a deeper level. So, says the Shulchan Aruch in source number two, Yinaneh b'shas brah, b'shas bracha, we do the Nanuim when we make the bracha, v'chein Yinaneh b'hodil Hashem, pamachas, and we say it throughout Hallel at the Hodil Hashem both times. We do it on Hashem both times, on Hashem as opposed to on Hashem Hatzlichana. And there are more quotes there. Okay, different minhagim about does the chazin when he says the yomruna of the of the, of the halal does he also shake it? Does he also shake the lulav? The, the, the Ramah says that that's our practice as well. Again, we're going through this relatively quickly. Um, this is not really what I want to spend time on. Um, Tess in the Shulchan Hananua who shemolech yado miknegdo b'halav yinanei gam gimel pamim b'halachav gimel pamim b'halavah three times in each direction. Maybe maybe this is not really what I want to focus on right now. Shulchan um, Aruch describes one way to do it. The we know there are different minhagim, Ashkenazim, Sfaridim, um, and others. 
Okay, well, maybe, maybe we'll leave it like that for now. We just have a basic understanding of what the Nanuim are and just get into more of the Lambdas. So the first question is, um, Ramesh Feinstein makes a point very often in his Shuvas, whenever you're analyzing a topic, so first thing to figure out, is it a Dindar Isa Dindar First thing, that's going to affect Suffolk, it's going to affect how seriously we take, it's going to affect all sorts of things. So, what, what is the nature of the Nanuim? Am I chayif to do the Nanuim with the Lulav on a Darais level, or is that a Dindar Let's try and gather evidence in, in Shas. So, first, in source number three, the Gemara says, When you pick it up, you are Yotze. So now, the, 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 Shukhar, the Gemara seems to say, when you, pick up the, when you pick up the Lulav, so immediately, you have been Yotze. What would that then tell me about the Nanuim? The Rabbanan, right? If the, Torah says you, you, if the Gemara says, when you pick it up right away, you've done it, so... That would seem to be based on the possible Ula Kachtem. Right? I take it. So I took it. Look at that. Here we The mission in source number four says, Lulav Sheishba Shloshet Tzvachim Kedela Naneba Kasher. If you have a Lulav that has three Tzvachim, in order to do the Nanuim, then, it's, then that's a Kosher Lulav. The Gemara, though, says in source number five, Lulav Sheishba Shloshet Tzvachim, it's quoting the, the Mishnah. Amr Vyudash Amr Shmuel. Shir Hadas Varavah, so the Hadas and the Aravah on the side of the Lulav. Shlosha, that, that, that has a requirement of three Tzvachim. But the Lulav Arba'ah, Lulav needs to be four Tzvachim. Why does the Lulav need to be four Tzvachim? Kedei She'el Lulav Yotzim in Hadas Tefach. In order that it goes up a Tefach, there's a Machlokas in the Gemara exactly um, how much needs to be elevated above the Hadas and the Aravos. But we pass in that it needs to be above. And what, what emerges is that the Lulav must be four, four Tzvachim in order that you could do the Nanuim. So far so good? So now, what would that have to do with our... Is the shear of Lulav a Dindar Aisa or Dindar Abana? The shear of things, the fact that something must be a certain size. That it's in the Raisa or in the Rabbanon? The Rabbanon. So on a Darais level, let, let, let's assume that's true. On a Darais level, how much do I need of a Lulav to be Yotze? Three. Three? We originally said three. So, so, so the, the way the Gemara reads it is they really need four. Three plus a Tefach. If we assume, uh, maybe let's, let's, just, let's streamline that. The Gemara in uh, Nida and in the first perk of Sukkot, which put, put two Gemaras together, what comes out is that you have a Halach Lemosh Sinai. So Halach Lemosh Sinai is certainly a Dindar Isa, um, even though it's not written in the text of the Chumash. That Shi'urim, the Shi'ur of the Lulav, is a Halach Lemosh Sinai. That seems to be the Pasha reading of putting those two Gemaras together. So that would come out that the Halacha is, that the, the size of the Lulav is a, is a Halacha on a Darais level. So far, so good? Okay. Now, if the point of that Halacha Daraisa is in order that I should be able to do the Nanuim, what would that then tell me about the Nanuim? Daraisa. Right? Because if the, she, if the size of the Lulav must be big enough that I could do the Nanuim, Torah wasn't taking that in, 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 into account already. Everyone follows that? So now what we've got is two contradictory Gemaras. On the one hand, I've got a Gemara with Agwe Nafak Bey. As soon as you pick it up a Yotze, you don't need to do the Nanuim. On the other hand, the simple read of the Gemara, reading, reading a Mishnah really, is that it's a, it's a Dindaraisa because the size of the Lulav must be big enough in order to do this act. Now if this act is a Dindarabanan, why would the Torah create a size for a Halacha, for something which would, was not invented when the Torah is given? It doesn't make any sense. So it must be to do Deraisa. Now we've got a problem though. So Deraisa to Rabbanon. 
So the Rush, in source number six, quotes Chen Kosov, Rabbeinu Chanan, Rabbeinu Rabbeinu, Rabbeinu from the Gaonim, V'afogab dinanur zed midrabonon. So the Rush says from the Gaonim, that the concept of Nanuim is a din midrabanon, mishum chavivus a mitzvah. Why do we have Nanuim? Because chavivus a mitzvah, we love the mitzvah so much, somehow, maybe we'll have to come back to it at some point, but somehow, the, the, the Nanuim demonstrates how much we love the mitzvah, that's why we do it. So very clearly, the Rush is assuming that it's a din midrabanon. Oh, but the problem is, we had that Gemara, and there are other Gemaras I'm just, you know, cut down, because um, I want to really get to something else. Um, but the, the, the rush is, how, how would the rush deal with the Gemara? As soon as you pick it up, you're Yotze. What do you mean? If, if on the rice level you must do the Nanuim, so then when you pick it up, you're not Yotze. So far, so good? Yeah? Okay. We're not getting to the difficult part yet, don't worry. Um, so Chassim Sofer wants to um, try and answer this question. Sorry, she didn't find it. So the, maybe we'll, we'll say the chassid server outside because, like I said, the, the, really I want to get to a much larger chakira in terms of nanuim. Um, chassid server says that fundamentally there is a chiyav on a daraisa level in order to do to do nanuim, but maybe on a daraisa level there is not this um, details of the way we know the nanuim moving back three times, this direction, that direction, maybe on a derisive level, suggests the Chassover, any movement whatsoever of the Lulav would fulfill your mitzvah. Oh, uh, so what happened to the Gemara that says you pick it up? So, so Chassover suggests, well, what, when you pick it up, what do you do? You move it. So he says, on that derisive level, you're Yotzi, because the second I pick it up, look, there was a little bit of movement, so you filled your mitzvah derisive. Oh, but you still have your mitzvah derabanan, sheik Lulav, halal, bracha, etc. That's why the Chassover um, deals with this issue. Now, wh- let's take a step back for a second. Why do we do the Nanuim in the first place? The Rabbanu in the Raisa, fine. Like, what is it about? So if you look in the Gemara in verse number 8, Gemara says, Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Marlich Umevi, you move it forwards and backwards, Lemisha Arba Rucha Shalom, to the one Hashem, who all four directions are His, Malu Mari Lemisha Shashemayim Shahava Arsala, we put it up and down in order to demonstrate that Hashem has command of the heavens and the earth. That's opinion number one. Opinion number two. The Marava in Eretzrael, Masnu Hachi, they said as follows, Amar Rabbi Yechama Baruch, Amar Rabbi Yosi, Rabbi Chanina, Marich Why do we go backwards and forwards? K'day Latzer Ruchos Ros. In order to stop bad spirits. Don't ask me about that one. That'll be, uh, you know, I don't know, some, some late night topic. Uh... Malu married. Why do we go up and down? In order to stop bad evil do. Again, not our topic for now. Let's just take that as a given and and go on. However, if you look at the rush in source number nine, the rush quotes a medrash, which perhaps we're familiar with the medrash. But the rush says, We're we're judged on Rashana. We don't know what's going to happen. Zakai. So Hashem gave us a mitzvah of, of simcha with our lulav, like when you go, when you leave a judgment and you're found innocent, then you're happy. That's what the Pasuk says in Divrei Yamin, Yiranu Atzei Hayar, 
that, that we should rejoice. Atze hayar, the, the, the trees, that's Kaloma Yiranu Be'atze hayar. We should praise Hashem Be'atze hayar with the trees, with the vegetation, the Dalaminim. So, so the Rush has a totally different understanding of, and he keeps going, he, he, he learns from the Pasuk, um, um, when we when we would do this in particular, but, but the Rush understands that the point of the Nanuim is not because of Hashem is all around us, not because we want to stop the bad dew, the bad winds, whatever that means, but because of Simcha. So if you look on one of the last pages that I gave you, if you just jump to the photocopy pages, it says at the top, Minchas Asher, looks like this, it's got a, it's page Reish Ein Aleph, so on the top left. So Rosh Weiss, in his piece, wants to explain um, what Nanuim are and the place of them based on this Rosh. And he says, we'll, we'll start um, the second paragraph, Venera. Venera l'chor, the havei mishum simchas hadalad minim. The point of the, of, of the, um, of the Nanuim is because of simcha. And he quotes... First, he goes to our pasuk, "Smachtem with Hashem el kechem shivas yomim." Like we pointed out, there's simcha tied to the pasuk, and he learned, and he points out from a gemara um, that 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 pasuk is referring to the lulav. So he, he proves already first step that you have lulav, you have simcha when it comes to lulav. If you jump to the second paragraph again, I'm just jumping for time because I want to move on to something uh, a bigger chakira. Ve'ayinet b'lochna Rambam. He says, look in the Rambam, say from Mitzvah, Mitzvah, Sekuf, Samachesh, Shikos, the Rambam writes as follows. Shitzivonu lito lulav, we are commanded to take lulav, v'lismach b'lifneshem, and tev simcha. Oh, says Rav Ashwais, look at that. You see that the Mitzvah of, sim- of lulav is tied very much to the Mitzvah of simcha. And he goes on to prove this in, in other places, but if you just jump to the last line on this page, the left-hand column, Ella, only problem is we have no idea how to fill a mitzvah simcha with a lulav. We dance around with it, you like play it as a sword, what, what do you do with it? That's my kids, right? Balkane, so if you just if you turn the page, Balkane, Amr Chazal, Diyesh Lananea. So says the Rosh Weiss, because we have no idea how to do this, so Chazal Kalong say, do the Nanuim. The Nanu is a bitoisha simcha. The, the Nanuim is an expression of Simcha. So, so based, Rav Ashwais is not, uh, even though Rav Ashwais is officially Hasidish, he's not uh, going to go into you know, the depths of this. How the Nanuim creates Simcha, that's for, uh, like I said, another topic, not a topic for now. Um, <clears throat> but based on this background, there is simcha midaraisa with the kamsulav. Chazal said, "Do it with the nanu." So, if you just jump again to the last paragraph on this page, Venera, left hand column, Venera levar lefizeh. Based on everything we've explained, the after mitzvah nanu midarabanhi. So now Rav Asher brings it all home. Even though the mitzvah of nanuim is a din derabanan, there is no source for it in the Torah, but bikomakom ikara min hatara. The source of it is from the Torah. Because why did we come up with this in the first place? Sometimes you have a dindra upon him because Chazal said, well, wouldn't it be good if... And they said, that's our, our own idea. That's a pure mitzvah derabana. Or let's create a mitzvah derabana in order to protect lest you come to do. That's a derabana. 
But what Ravash is pointing out is sometimes you have a mitzvah which is a source is a mitzvah deraisa, but the way it manifests itself is a mitzvah derabana. And that's what we have right here. And that, that's how he's going to put all those gemaras together. Because on, 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 on the one hand, you can pick it up and you're yotzeh. But you're not yotzeh, the full-fledged understanding of the mitzvah deraisa. And he goes on, like, three pages that we're not going to read right now about this fits to a broader concept. If you're familiar or you want to become familiar, familiar with the terrors of Rav Asher Weiss, Rav Asher very often um, takes a local din and will expand it and say, oh, this is a shas principle. And he alludes to something which is, he has a whole other piece about, whatever, we can, we can describe that another time. But that's just in terms of, is this a mitzvah, is a mitzvah, or Introductory, like we said. Yeah, Jesus. Would this be similar to tefillah or no? Um, no, because tefillah is a halacha moshim right. Tefillah is a pure halacha moshim we have in the Gemara. Right. Um, this is going to be similar to, um, the piece he's referencing is, um, Maybe we'll just say it in one second. He bolds the last, the last, on the last paragraph there. He says, "It's a mitzvah deraisa el rotsin hatara." Rav Asher has a category based on a comment of Rav Chanan Vasserman, based on a pasuk in, in Yirmiya, that there are dinim deraisa, there are dinim derabana, and then there's something called rotsin hatara. It's clear as day this is what the Torah wants, but it didn't say it. And Rav Asher in many pieces discusses this, and even Paskin's Shiloh is based on this, based on this concept. I'll give you one example. The piece, this is the piece that he has, I believe. The Gemara, yeah. Would, would this be like not blowing shofar on Shabbat or Shoshana? No, that, that, that's a pure Durabana. That's a pure Durabana. Rav Asher's example is, the Gemara um, in Bab Metziah has a Machokis. Is the, we have a concept of Tzar Balechaim. I can't cause pain, pain to animals. Fine, sure. Now, is that a mitzvah deraisa, a mitzvah derabana? The Gemara has a debate about this. It's clear in halacha, we pass it into mitzvah deraisa. It's a couple places in, in Hilchah Shabbos, it comes up in other places. So, the Rishonim and the Acharonim all want to figure out, okay, it's a mitzvah deraisa. What's the Pasuk? Fair question. So, Rav Asher lists off, I think he has 11 pieces, 11 different opinions. The Rambam has, the Rambam, the Rambam is very interesting. The Rambam learns it from Parshas Balak. The fact that Hashem gets angry with Bilam because he hits his donkey, he says, oh, you see, Tzar is a problem. Mm-hmm. Interesting, right? Yeah, yeah you, you have a, a ritva. Everyone has. Fine, everyone and their mother has an opinion about this one. So says, so says Rav Asher, hold on a second. All the Rishonim came up with, we have a Rishonim, fine, we're familiar with that. But then, um, the Chassasover comes along and has his own opinion. So you have coming along several hundred years later. Says Rav Asher, hold on a second, what happened to you? Chassasover knows the Rishonim. And he says, well, there's six or seven opinions in Rishonim, and I think they're all wrong. Let me add my own opinion. He says, it doesn't make any sense. So he says, what are they all doing? They're all expressing rots and atara. All these things, it's clear as day. If you know the, if you have, if you have a mastery of shas and poskin, it's clear as day that there is a, there's a concept on a derais level called tzad That's what they're all bringing out. They're all bringing out just another place where you see a concept of tzad and that's, a, that's what he means here, Ratzonatara. It's clear on a Ratzonatara level that this is what Hashem wants. Hashem wants simcha when it comes to the love. Chazal formulated it and, and, and sculpted this in a way, as we know today, called an Anuim. Okay, that's a very nice piece. Along this, not our main topic for today. Let's go to source number 11. What I'd like to do now, largely based on Rav Asher, but not exclusively, we'll see, um, 
is I like to present a Chakira. Now, I, I think in, in our yeshiva we're not so big into Chakiras. Yeah, no, I don't think any of this year we really do such intense Chakiras. What's a Chakira? A Chakira literally means an investigation, but that really doesn't capture what a Chakira is. A Chakira means, in yeshiva's terminology, taking any din and breaking it, breaking it down into, into its component parts. And there's two, at least two options of how to look at it. Is it a din like X? Is it a din like Y? Let's use a, an, an untrue example just to demonstrate what a Chakira would be. I have a mitzvah to shake lulav. Is that a mitzvah that I must shake the lulav? Or is it a mitzvah that my lulav must be shaken? Nafkamina, what if the wind shakes my lulav? That is totally, this is totally not true. It's baloney. Okay? But just, uh, just as an example, it makes sense as, as a Chakira. So we could say, is it like this? Is it like this? And we'll have enough nafkamina to them. Okay. So let's, let's try and... It's very nice to like sit in your armchair and just create Chakiras all day. This is like this, it's like this. But that's not really the way to create Chakiras. The way to create Chakiras is as you're developing a sugya. So you say, oh, I, I just got to a, a din, I got to a whatever it be. What are they really arguing about? Is it like this, is it like this? And what you want to try and do, and this is what the style that is not popular in our yeshiva, but I, um, I was inundated with the style, um, is to try and develop how many nafkaminas can we find to this? Meaning, if this is a true chakira, if this is really touched at the core of this din, we should be able to find many nafkaminas to this in halacha. Not just, well, in theory, I could think, what if someone slipped and tripped and... No, but a real... Let, let's come up with real nafkaminas. And it's a very helpful way, first of all, of organizing a topic. And it's very helpful to try and to like scope out a, a, the landscape of, of, of a topic because look at this. I've now I've now have a way a system of viewing this whole topic of Nanuin. So let's see what I mean. Let's do the source number eleven. The Rama says Rama Ketzad Malicha Umenanea Rosha Lulav Shloshapamim. You move the Lulav three times. Umevi Umenanea Rosha Lulav Shloshapamim, and you bring it back and you move it three times. V'chem Baliyav. You read it each time you move it. You move it three times. Fine. When do you do this? Says the Ramam. Bishasa Halo. You do it at Halal. At both times they do. Fine, we can do it all day. Now, so according to the Rambam, when do we do the Nanuin? Halal. When do we not do the Nanuin? That's you can't do the Lula of the night. Let's think about our practice. When do we do the Nanuin? Bracha. Oh, notice what the Ram didn't say? The Ram didn't say you're shaking it when you make a bracha. The Ram said, the Ram describes the Nanuin. The Ram says, and when do you do it? At those points in Halal. According to the Ram, you, you, it sounds like you do not shake the Lulav when you make a bracha. Interesting. Tosus. Maybe we'll just jump to the Ram. The Ram packs a stronger punch. Then Tosis, the same Shita. Says the Rana, verse number 13, Master Behechem Hayumananin, based on Misha, Perish al Nanu, Shubisas Krisa Halo, Shailinon. The Gemara is asking, when do we do them? That we, the Rana says, we do them in Halo. De Ilu Bashas, the Tilas Lulov, but says the Rana, it's obvious, when, Shita, it's obvious when you, when you take the Lulov, first time, Shayesh Lananea, it's obvious when you take it the first time, you make the Bracha, it's obvious you take it, Shazeru Ikr Mitzvah, because that's the Ikr Mitzvah. So we have here is we have a machlokes between between we'll call it the Rambam and Tosus. I quoted the Rambam, but they're on the same team here. Between the Rambam and Tosus, do you make a bracha? Do you shake the lulav? I'm sorry, when you pick it up for the first time and you make a bracha. 
Tosa says, yes, obviously. And uh, Rambam says, no. Fine. Nice. We have a machlokis. So now what? So this is where we get to this skill. So what are they arguing about? What are they actually arguing about? So says Rav Weiss, and this is not his own chiddish, there are many others, we'll see others who go like this as well, he says, maybe what they're arguing about is a fundamental hakira when it comes to the Nanuim. Is the Nanuim a, a independent mitzvah? There's a halacha, you must do Nanuim. Or is the Nanuim an, a continuation, an element of the mitzvah of Lulav? So now let's see how that plays out. According to the Rambam, when do you do Nanuim? Oh well, later. You don't do it when you pick it up. When are you yotze your mitzvah of lulav? So we learn to Gemara, midag b'nafik as soon as you pick it up. So according to the Rambam, doesn't seem like there's no there's an independent mitzvah of lulav. There is no mitzvah of lulav. There is no sorry. There is there, isn't there an independent mitzvah of nanuim? Because you don't have to do it at the time that you're yotze the mitzvah of lulav. Two separate things happens to be you do them five minutes apart. You, so according to the, in the Rambam's world, what would come out is I pick I, I make a bracha Asher Shalom Mitzvah Alam Tilas Lulav. I pick up my lulav and go to the Mitzvah of Lulav. Check. Now five minutes later, it's time to do Nanui. Time to say hello. Oh, now I'll get my Nanui Mitzvah. Separate Mitzvah. Se- totally separate. According to Tosus, what are you talking about? Nanui is an is an element of the of the Mitzvah. And therefore, when must you do the Nanumi according to Tosas? The moment you pick it up. Yeah. Is there a whole other avenue though of whether or not you're in a sukkah or in a bit in no. no. Irrelevant. We'll come we'll come to we'll come to that right now, but irrelevant. Everyone sees where we're headed? This is our chakira. Is the mitzvah of is is the the fact that we do nanuim, is that an element of the mitzvah of Lulav, or is it a separate entity? So Nafkamina number one is gonna be do you do nanuim when you make a bracha? My focus. Like we said, this is halach of lolamaisa. Don't be bothered by, oh, what are we actually doing? That, that, that's irrelevant for us right now. Totally irrelevant for us right now. Let's go on to the next machlokis. So it's number 14. What get from point Says the Shulchan Aruch, Shachris. In the morning, after Chazar Satila, after you Chazar Shas, no Tulin Haluv Mubarak. And we take the Luluv, make a bracha. Alantilas Luluv, the Shachiyanu, the Gamim Mahalo, fine. So we take the Luluv, make a bracha, Alantilas Luluv, the Shachiyanu, the first day, fine. Says the Magen of Ram, um, not in the same place in Shulchan Aruch, but says the Magen of Ram, Gam. Sorry, I think I put these out of order. Yeah, L- let's go to sixteen first, and then we'll come back to the Magen of Ram. So on the one hand, we have the Shulchan Aruch telling me when do I when do I take the lulav after Chazar Shat. Says the Shulchan Aruch, sixteen mitzvah lulav yom v'lo b'leila. Lulav is a daytime mitzvah. I have all day to to mitzvah. If you didn't get it, you, you were, couldn't have access to it. So you do it whenever you get later in the day. We always try to do things early. We do it in the morning. When's the beginning time? Beginning of the day. Sun, sunrise. And the Ikr mitzvah, says the Shulchan Aruch, is when is, is a halal. If you got to get up early, so then not lo mishalom amad shachar, then you could do it even by dawn. Fine. Haga says the Rama. Vamedaktik. If you're very careful, mitzvahs yochaz halulav biado kishenichnes from base to base knesses. You should be holding the lulav when when you walk into shul. Dam b'shasatila. 
also during davening, and also when you're walking home, in order to demonstrate how much you love the mitzvahs, that's based on the Gemara, describing the Anshay Yerushalayim, that will walk around all day in Yerushalayim, holding the Luluvan Esrog. Fine. So if anyone's on that level. But says the Magnav Ram, in source number 15, just to be aware, right, the Magnav Ram is on, on the side of the page of the Shulchan Aruch, the Magnav Ram very often quotes um, Kabbalistic sources uh, as a point of halacha. The Magnav Ram quotes a lot of Arizals. Um, and here he's going to quote the Shlach, also in the world of Kabbalah. So just jump to the middle of source 15. The Shlach Kosov, the Shlach writes, Shinanea Pesuka, Kaudim Halichosu the basic Knesses. The Shlach writes, you should t- shake the Lulav in your Sukkah before you go to Shul. Now, the Mishabura quotes this as well. As a as an opinion, but so now there seems to be a machlokas here. According to Shulchan Aruch, when you shake lulav right after the evening, four hours. According to the Shla, when you do it, first thing in the morning in the sukkah before. Okay, now what what might this be related to? So if you assume that I'm find how Ravasha phrases because he had a good way. If we assume that we that we're doing nanuim because it's an independent mitzvah, then who cares when I do it? It's like the Shlach said, do whenever you want. Just you want to connect it to the sukkah, you want to do it first thing in the morning, great. But if you assume that nanuim is a, is really a continuation of the mitzvah of lulav. And the Shulchan Aruch told us the Iker Mitzvah of Lulav is in the time of the Hallel. So then, what do you want to do? Then you're going to want to do it later. You want you want you're going to push it later in the day. Does that make sense? It's potential Nafkamin as well. Maybe. Yeah. Not so much. Here. Yeah. Okay. If one person hears it, no one else argues. I, would, <laughs> I guess I would have thought that the Junius in the Sukkah means that the Bracha is more the Ikar than the Hallel. No, the, but the Bracha. Everyone agrees you're making a Bracha either way. Right? Everyone agrees you're, you're doing a bracha. You're, you're doing a bracha either either way. Um, right? The Mishabur, I think, maybe makes this clear in Sefer Seventeen when he's writing on the Shulchan Aruch that, that the Shulchan Aruch says the Iker Mitzvah is B'Shasahalo. Says in Mishabur in Sefer Seventeen B'Shasahalo Kedela Nanea. The Iker Mitzvah is in order to do the Nanuim. It's very clear that he's connecting this all together. You want to do the Nanuim? Why do I want to do the Nanuim? Because that, that's the Iker Mitzvah. That is the Mitzvah is to is to shake it, as opposed to according to the Shlach. With the Magnavram quotes? No. But what, is it, what does one have to do with the other? So far, so good. Now, just as a, as a methodological note, when, when we engage in this type of learning, when we have a Chakira and we have Nafkaminas, um, it can be interesting to try and match things up and say, okay, so who's on whose team here? So we, have, we have the Rambam saying it's an independent mitzvah. We have the Shlach saying independent mitzvah. We have Tesis and the Rambam saying it's connected to the Bracha. We have the, we have the Mishabur, it seems to be, the Shulchan Aruch seems to be, it's, it's, it's all connected to the Bracha. It's, it's all part of the mitzvah lulav. That's a nice thing to follow who's on whose team. Don't be bothered if we'll get to a Nafkamina and you'll have the Rambam on, on one side over here and the Rambam on the other side over here. That, 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 is, not, that is not problematic for us. Oh, you might say, well, the Rambam is contradicting himself. That's fine. 
Because what we're interested in, as much as we're interested in understanding the sheet of the Rambam or Tosos or whoever it is, we're interested in, in the theoretical possibility that they're representing. I mean, because even if the Rambam doesn't believe this, but someone else might believe this, because the Rambam, because the Rambam wrote it. Make sense? So, so that, 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 that's an important point. Again, if you want to keep track who's on whose team, we have the Rambam and the Shla on one side. That's an unlikely pairing because the, the Shla is deep in Kabbalah and the Rambam is our super rationalist. But okay, fine. Um, and then we have Tosis Duran versus the Shulchan Aruch. Okay, that's where we're up to. Let's go on. Source number 18. Says Gemara, the Torah The Apostle says, You shall take it. That everyone should have it. Lachem. Now, this is for our purposes. What does it mean, lachem? Right. The pasuk says, ulakachem lachem. You should take it, lachem, for you. So, what do we dash from the word lachem? Mishalachem. It needs to be yours. If I borrow your lulav, if I steal your lulav, then I'm not yotzei. Mikan amru chacham. Based on this chazal, say, "Einam yotzei yudei chavavoso biyom yom tevarishin shachad lulav v'shachavera." I'm not yotzei my mitzvah on the first day of yantif unless it's mine. Second day, uh, okay. I can, I can, we, can, we can all share, no problem. First day, I must own it. That's why, you're, that's why, just two practical points. Let's say you're in shul and someone doesn't have a lulav for some reason, or they find that the lulav is possible on first day. So, what do you do? Uh, I want to enable them to do a mitzvah, so what should I do? Sell it, you can't buy things on Yontif. Oh, good. So the Rosh says, you give it, I'm giving it to you on condition, they give it back to me. Okay, good. This would be worth. This would be true also with husbands to wives. Same thing, right? My, my, my wife doesn't necessarily own my love, but I wanted to do the mitzvah on the first day. How is she going to do that? Matanah Give you, give back. Fine. Problem's going to be um, the Rishonim have a big discussion, and really better not, to, best not get into this in, um, as a point of halacha. What happens if my kids don't have a love? So maybe my sons I bought, my daughters. I bought my ten-year-old. My ten-year-old daughter wants to do lulav. So what do I do? So no problem. Matanam manasahasi, right? I'll give it to her as a gift on the condition she give it back to me. What's the problem? And therefore what? She can't. No, she can own it. She can't give it back. She can't give it back. I I have enough cost to push it into her prop, into her into her domain and give her ownership of it. I have enough. I have, I have power to do that. Not me as a father. Me any adult can do that. But, to, but I can't get it back from her. So, so it's hers for the rest of Yantif. Who cares? Come second day, who cares? I don't need it to be mine. So sometimes you get into, you get into a situation, oh, I'm going to show, but I'll, I'll let my daughter do it first. Then I have a problem. If I give it to my daughter, then how am I going to get back from back from her? Or sometimes you're walking around in show, and okay, there's a little kid doesn't have me, I'll let him take. So it's a problem. Now, if, you do, if, you, if you've already been Yotzi Yomitzah, who cares? But fine, that's just a total aside. Yeah. Huh? Would she make it happier? Not clear that a, a, a cut can, can do that. They don't have the ability to be to push things out of their rishus. That that's the issue. Okay, we're coming back up. So we must own it. Well, what about for the nanuim? Do you need to own the lulav when you do the nanuim, or not? Meaning, what if? I would pick up the lulav, be yotzim mitzvah, and put it down. And then I come back later and say, well, I didn't do the nanuim yet. Or I picked it up, I made a bracha, put it down, I had to, I had to run to the bathroom, come back, hallel, okay. Do I have to be makhish, take my lulav? Or could it be anybody's lulav? In other words, does, do you require this din 
of lachem when it comes to um, when it comes to uh, um, the nanuim, or is that simply a, a din when it comes to lulav? Everyone's got the got the question down. Okay, so here's where it gets a little tricky because if you look in source number nineteen. Um, The maybe we'll just say it outside for time. Um, sources number nineteen and twenty are both pieces from Rav Salvechik. One source number nineteen, the Shimashirim, is written up by Rav Hersha Reichman, um, and source twenty, the Harikedim, are pieces written up. Rishimashirim are on the Masechta of Sukkah. You can go straight through the whole Masechta, basically. Harikedim is pieces on um, of Lamdus on on um, Sukkahs. They seem to call contradictory things from Rosalvejik. So I don't really know what to, what to do with this, because, you know, in the Harikadem, this is, okay, I gave you the Harikadem on the, probably on the, on the last page. We're not going to do it inside right now, but just to, if you want to look at, look at it, it's the la, the, the piece is the last, um, left hand column in, in the brackets. Um, that's Rav Shurkin, who's the author, report, recording a conversation he had, he had with Rosalvejik about this. To me, there seems to be contradictory, um, uh, opinions, what will salvation help about this? But for our purposes, there is a clear nafkamina, right? If you hope, I think, or salvation again, in one piece yes, one piece no. If you hold that the nanuim is an element of the mitzvah of lulav, well, just like when it comes to lulav, I must own it. So, so to when it comes to nanuim, I must own it. Same mitzvah. But if you hold it's an independent mitzvah, so then I could do my mitzvah of lulav, and later, when I want to do my mitzvah of Nanuim to shake the lulav, I'll bet her off. I don't need to own it anymore because the din of lachem that you must own it is a lulav din. It's not a Nanuim din. Make sense? You may have this also um, in source twenty-one, really along the same lines. Says the Shulchan If you have a kid who knows how to shake the lulav properly. Then the father must buy him a lulav. This seems this is basically a, a, a Bryson in Sukkah. Mishnah Bura in source twenty-two quotes from early Achronim. He says, "Liknas lulav hamarshal kasev." The marshal, who's a, a really a cousin of the Ramah, writes, "Shein sarif liknas lulav bifneatzma." The Shulchan told me that if my kid's old enough to know how to shake the lulav, I have to buy him a lulav. Says the marshal, "No, you don't." You don't have to buy him a Because once I have fulfilled, I fulfilled my mitzvah, I'll just give it to my kid. I, I, and, then, and then my kid will... Um, my kid will shake it and make a bracha. In other words, we have a machlokis. Am I obligated to buy my child a lulav? Now what are they arguing about? Maybe they're arguing about the same thing. Do you have to own it? Does my kid have to own the lulav or not? Or is it just, does it have to be his? Or is it just some, something that must be done? A couple of other um, nefkameens we'll try and run through quickly here. In Surah 23, the Mishnah writes, the Shohar had written, that, that, that I, I, shake the lulav, I shake the lulav when I make the bracha. So writes the Mishnah Burah, Afil nota shlo ha'alel, even if I'm taking it not at the time of the halal, I still um, should shake it. Now, why would I do... What's that afilo? 
Right? Mishmar says even. So obviously, if I'm doing it just together, I make the bracha, I, I do my mitzvah, and I say halal all at the same time, then I shake it. That's that's not a question. But even if I'm just picking it up, so I, sh- I would make the I would make the bracha. Why? I, sorry, even if I were just picking it up, um, I would still shake it. Well, why would you shake it? If you hold that the, there's an independent mitzvah to shake it, well, what does that have to do with I'm, when, when I'm fulfilling my mitzvah? They're, they're two separate things, right? I have a mitzvah, my, my independent mitzvah, and I have shaking, that's, that's halal. But if I'm not doing those things together, so this should be another nefkamina for us. Maybe let's try and say this clearer. If the mitzvah of nanuim is an independent mitzvah. I have no that obli- it's not connected to the mitzvah of lulav. So when if if I was if I'm just doing my mitzvah of lulav, then I shouldn't do the nanuim because it's an independent mitzvah. And the, the shulchan told us that the ikker time when should we do the nanuim? Halal. So if I'm not doing the, I'm not saying halal. I'm not doing my mitzvah of nanuim. So I, I shouldn't do it even when I just want to be Yotzei Mitzvah. But if you hold this in, that it's part of the mitzvah, well then the second that I pick it up, even to fill my mitzvah, even though I'm not doing that noon, because I'm not saying halal, what should I do? Shake it anyway. So shake it anyway. So that's what Mishabura says, shake it anyway. Mishabura seemed, again, this Mishabura would seem to come down on the side of the fact that it is a part of the mitzvah, of not an independent mitzvah, um, like we said with Tosos, etc. So far so good? Okay. Let's go for one, one more nakhmi. The Gemara in Psachim, in source number 24, writes, Whenever we make a bracha on a mitzvah, we always make a bracha over before we do the mitzvah, not afterwards. Now, the problem is, let's go to Tosis in source 26. It says Tosis, over The Gemara in Sukkah says this as well. So it says, Tosis, mitamza, based on this halacha, that you must make a bracha before you fill a mitzvah, you have to make a bracha on lulav before you pick it up. But, because if you're going to make the bracha after you've picked it up, well, we already learned that tomorrow. Once you pick it up, you're yotze. Kevin B'Sav Pirkin, says. Tosis is bothered by a problem here. How are you going to make a... We have a concept of Elas Yas, and you want to do, do brachas and then do, fulfill the mitzvah. But if you pick up the, the lulav in order to fulfill the mitzvah, what have you done already? The mitzvah. So when are you going to make the bracha? Says Tosis, leave it on, leave it on the table. Put the lulav aspect down. You shakal, you make your bracha, then you pick it up. That's what Tosis says. Okay, he doesn't say shakal, I'm fine. Says Tosis, umihu, lom b'stavar cloud. That doesn't make sense. Wait, hold on a second. You put the lulav still in the box, the, 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 you know, the lulav is in that wrapping, you got to unwrap things. How are you going to do that? The Gemara Menachah says, um, the Gemara introduces a concept called um, over the over. You can't do things two steps in advance. You can't make a bracha before the thing that you, before the preparatory stage, just before the mitzvah. You have to do it just before. Um, the Mishabur, I think, gives enough gemina to that of when you make a bracha on a talus. So our, our practice is when you make a bracha on a talus, you hold the talus over your head, you're, you're ready to go, you make a bracha. Says in Mishabura, you should, what should you not do? Don't hold the talus in your hand right here, make a bracha, and then un, you unwrap it and then, then throw it over yourself. Because that would be considered two steps in advance. That, that, that would be improper, that's over the over, the step before the step before. So now, so Tosis then is stuck. So how are we going to do this? So Tosis here has 
a number of um, of answers to this question. How do we do this? So f- maybe for just a couple minutes, we'll quickly try and go through some of those answers. If you go to the fourth line, right at the very beginning, cloud. Maybe you should pick up the lulav, and before you pick up the esrog, you make a bracha. Interesting procedure. I'm holding the lulav in my hand. I'm just right there, hands over the lulav. As soon as I make the bracha, you pick it up. That's what it says. That would be overlasiyasan, right before. I'm holding one already, and I'm about to grab the, the esrog, then I do it. Inami, fifth line. Says second answer says this is, is you make the bracha after you pick them up. Ah, but you turn them upside down. You turn one of them upside down. Notice he he doesn't say which one. You could turn the lulav upside down. It's a little procedure, but you could. Because we have a lacha, that you must fulfill the mitzvahs in the way in which they grow. And therefore, if you're holding it upside down from the way it grows, you're not Yotzi your mitzvah. And therefore, says, that's just, that would solve our problem. I'm not Yotzi my mitzvah, holding my lulav upside down. Make the bracha, look at that, turn it up. It's perfect. That, I think, is the most, most um, uh, common practice people have. Esher, just go down a couple of lines. An alternative answer. Esher, she's kavin shalotzis, but ad achar bracha. Maybe you have negative kavana. This is a massive shas topic also. What if I pick up the lulav and esrog normally? But I have in mind that I don't want to be yotz my mitzvah until after the bracha. Does that work? That's a major t- topic um, in Shas and Postgim. Can I have negative kavana, kavana not to be yotz mitzvah? But that says to us, maybe, that, maybe we should do that. Um... Uh, sorry, let's go... See, the beginning of the line says Lilmud. Everyone sees that? A couple lines down. The next word, Inami. Next answer. Inami. Alternatively, Mishum Delo Gomer Mitzvah. So the halach is that you're allowed to make a bracha and still considered before the mitzvah, before, before, as long as the mitzvah is not completed yet. So for example, this comes up with Nathila Sadayim. Right? What do we do? We wash our hands before we're having bread. So what do we do? We wash our hands and then we make a bracha on Nathila Sadayim. Isn't that backwards? Right? I should really make a bracha on this and then I should wash my hands. Also, what, what ju- forget the why we do it this way, but what justifies us doing like this? Because the Allah is, part of the mitzvah of the Tzadayim is drying your hands. And therefore, you're still doing, making the bracha before the completion of the mitzvah. Therefore, it's good. Says Tzadayim, oh, inami, mishim jalal gamar mitzvah sa'ad achar nanua. Maybe you're not yotzi your mitzvah of lulav until you shook it. And therefore, you know what you do? Pick it up straight. Don't don't move it at all. Then make a bracha and then shake, because then it would work. So now, what is what, according to that answer, Tosos? What does Tosos think about the non, the relationship between the nanuim and 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 luluf? Yeah. The same mitzvah. That's the same sheet of the Tosos in terms of the bracha. You should do it at the bracha. It's the same thing. Let's point out though that maybe the other mitzvahs, uh, the other answers to Tosos, do not hold like that. So maybe that's what they're arguing about. The other answers of Tosas may disagree with that. They may say, no, Lulav, it's totally separate. So, so this answer is not going to work. So we have to come up with other answers. Okay, this is a very labor topic. Um, 
Rabbi Weiss points out that there might be subtleties between Tosis. Um, here, very often when, you, when you're learning Tosis and learning Sugyas, um, the same uh, Sugya will be appear in multiple places, or at least pieces of it, um, and then and then you can compare what the Rishonim and the Acharim say in both places, because they're, they're taught in two different places. So, Rav Asher Weiss points out that there might be subtle differences between Tosis and Pesachim, where the Sugi appears in source 25, versus our Tosis that we read in Masech Sugi in source 26. Okay, we're going to leave that for now, but just as a, as a method of, um, of thinking about this. I will point out, just because Tosis mentioned it, and then we'll wrap up, um, but Tosis mentioned... The um, the idea of derech di losan the things things so Tosis Tosis raised this idea of derech di losan you have to do the mitzvah fill the mitzvah when it's upright in the way it grew uh, the Mishnah quotes there might be a Mishnah that disagrees with this. And I'm not really sure how to put them together. But the Mishmur quotes, that would be true, and L'chari, this would be an Echamina for us, um, also, when you're doing the Nanuim, that you want it to be Derech Gedilasan. Now, what? You want to do the mitzvah of Derech Gedilasan, that, that may be an Echamina. I'm pointing this out to the point of Halacha, because if you want to fulfill that Mishnah then probably the manner of which you do the Nanuim is not the way many people do it. Many people do Nanuim like a stab. Right, we've seen that we've seen this approach. One of these throw over the shoulder, and yeah, we've seen, we've seen this. According to the Mishnah Vura, that's not not there for Dilasa. Lulav doesn't go like this. Lulav doesn't go like that. Esther doesn't go like that either. According to the Mishnah Vura, you want if you want to fill there for Dilasa, you know how you should do it. Straight. You got to turn your body straight. Straight. Yeah, you got to. Yeah, the, the, pro, the problem is the Mishnah Vura in another place seems to say that you always want to face the same Mizrach when you're when you're doing the Nanuim. It's a little bit tricky how to do these. Could be you have to do like this and like do a little stretch around like that in order to fulfill both right, so like that's not gonna work. Right, you have to it, so so you have to like twist. Maybe I don't know, going back to those of us we can use like basketball muscles, we'll use like a pivot foot. And um, as long as you've got a pivot foot facing the right way, then uh, that counts. Uh, but but that that that's a, just an important aura when it comes to the um, when it comes to um, lulav. The other thing I'll just mention, not really our topic, but just in terms of important halachas. Rav Ashwais maybe touches on this a little bit, maybe in Um The halacha is that in order to fill your mitzvah dalaminim, you have to have. The lulav in your left hand, the 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 in your left hand, the the lulav etc. in your right hand. Okay. Problem is what when when you got, when you need a sitter and 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 you got to do so. If I got a sitter in front of me on the table on the stand there, no problem. So I'm just holding like this. Problem is when you got to turn pages. I'm doing that. And the biggest problem is when we're doing when we're doing hakafos, walking around. How you do that? So people have all sorts of um, ideas about this. Probably it's not good to hold it all in one hand. Let's say you don't buy like, the Tame Esrog and you just buy you know a regular size Esrog. You palm it. So you get it all in one hand. And then look at this. I got my sitter. I got my sitter like this. Perfect. Up close. That's probably not the best thing to do. Probably much better to do like one of these. Like, have it balanced on your on your things and hold like this. Or you can buy in the in the stores. They sell like little cards. Um, with the with the with the hoshanas, 
So, so you could like, even if you're holding like this, you could like fit a card in your thumbs or something like that. Um, that's, a, that's a much better practice. Rav Asher um, relates that maybe to the idea, um, to Archakira, in terms of um, are we, is the Nanuim, and that, that part of Hallel, is that all part of the mitzvah? In order to fill the mitzvah, you want to have it in one hand. What if I'm not doing the mitzvah anymore? What if I'm just, you know, hanging out with the little Nasser? So then I don't care if I hold it in two hands. It doesn't matter anymore. So that, that, that may be a nafkamina um, as well. We'll end with just a little bit um, of a shkafa. If you look at verse 27, Salvechik, um, in his Shiurim on Masech Sukkah, discusses um, what's driving that machlok. Remember the, the machlokis um, was... What's the kavana when we're shaking the love? Is it Hashem's here, Hashem's there, Hashem's everywhere? Or is it bad, bad spirits and bad do? Says Salvechik, Yeshem Shein Yisodis Pekabal Omach Really, there are two fundamental principles, two fundamental elements when it comes to Kabbalah's Omach Hushemayim. Aleph, Rabbi the greatness of Hashem, based Shiflos Adam, the lowliness of man. B'Kriyashma, when it comes to Kriyashma, Mudgashis Gavlus Habare. When it comes to, to Kriyashma, we're describing the greatness of Hashem. When it comes to davening, but in, when we daven, we're expressing our utter dependence on Hashem. It's our lowliness relative to Hashem. We mention both of these when on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. Right, we say Melech Elyon. What, what do we mean? Hashem's so great. What's all about? Shiflos Adam. Yov, he's going to fly away. Hamachlok is can he says with salvation. What are they arguing about here? Mal ikra yisod shel tnufas kadshim on nanuay lulav. What's the ikra? Everyone agrees both exist. You can't. It's not one or the other. They both exist. But when it comes to lulav, what are we emphasizing more? Lemi shab ruchos shalom. Are we describing the greatness of Hashem? Or shiflos Adam. Lots of ruchos rayim rayus v'tzalalim rayim. What are we trying to do? Our lowliness. We're utterly dependent on Hashem Baruch Hu. That he, we need him. We need to dive into him that he should stop these in these elements, these forces uh, against us. I think just to add to what Rav Salvechik is saying, this may be related to what the Rush said as well. Remember the Rush quoted the Medrash. What's the point of that nanuim? You have, you have a simcha. You just finished the Yom Hadin. So part of the the you know the movement from. Um, Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur into Sukkis is that double dual recognition. Is we 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 we've been working um, for Elul for Aseret Mitzvah Kabbalas Omachus Shemayim Hashem Elokim Melech Malchus Asimlach Aleinu, and that Malchus gets expressed in two ways. It gets expressed in realizing the greatness of Hashem, and it also gets expressed in understanding our lowliness or our utter dependence on Hashem. And maybe that's all what's being expressed in the Nanuim in in in, in, in those two kavanas that we should uh, we should have. Uh, okay, we'll, st- we'll stop here for today. Thanks, everyone. Yeah.